the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Another great program coming up today. A lot to uh, pay attention to happening. And uh, one inspiring story, Trent Talbot will be on in a few minutes. He is a, he's an ophthalmologist. He's a doctor. And he is uh, so pro-America, so fired up. He started a business called Brave Books. Brave books to publish conservative books for kids because he thinks that they're being misled. And he's a super guy. He's published recently uh, Cash Patel's newest book. So we'll talk with uh, him in a moment. And then out of Missouri, Andy Wells is the uh, state chapter of an organization that is trying to stop the left turn in education. And he has some really interesting um, – he has some great insight into the practical moves by the uh, schools – to try to meet with children, students, uh, and keep the parents out, and uh, even underage. So we'll we'll uh, we'll, t- we'll talk with uh, Andy Wells in just a few moments. <clears throat> Excuse me, but first, uh, what you need to know today is a little bit about what you're seeing in politics, and then a prediction I made. So don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com. Do me a favor and like and share on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, everywhere you got it, at Eagle Ed Martin on Twitter especially, all of the stuff we're doing. But here's my prediction, first of all. I've said this in the past. I'll say it again. I believe it will be very difficult for there to be a two-term president because the uh, attention and scrutiny is so significant. The Klieg lights are so bright and the government is so big and so powerful and so intrusive that inevitably you're going to make mistakes and they're going to be seen. So, you know, you got Joe Biden. He can't figure out where the inf- uh, infant formula is. Imagine. Imagine what a kind of country we are, that we have a crisis where we don't have enough infant formula in our country, let alone the supply chain, let alone the news out of Ukraine that the 40 billion with a B billion dollars that was given about five times what it would take to build the border wall in America. I think that's right. I might be a little bit off, but that money is now um, not accountable. Eh, they can't really find it. Uh, they don't really know what happened. They're not too sure. In other words, it's what we all predicted. It was uh, sucked up by the Ukrainian business people and sucked up by the corruption. Who knows? It's just not it's gone. It's not accountable. Maybe it was all used for bullets or drones or something. But here's my prediction. Back to it. I don't think you'll see a two-term president. Maybe every now and then you'll see it. Because of what I just said, that the, the, the Klieg lights, the lights are so bright and they see everything. And then the government now is so big, so massive, so huge, so intrusive, so powerful that inevitably it, it exposes these leaders, which now that I told you that, let me show you what you see and what you're watching with a flailing and failing president. Um, Joe Biden yesterday, yesterday's go, yes, of Thursday night, he gave a speech, another speech on guns, yelling at the TV again on guns, you know, using the Lord's name and saying, you know, we have to do something because why? Because he's desperate 
to change the conversation. For two days before that, the conversation in America was Secretary Yellen saying she, uh, well, she didn't realize inflation was so bad. And and uh, Joe Biden and his team having to admit they have no real plan to get out of inflation and and gas prices not being changed and and more and more, all these things, one after another culminating with bad stories and bad, you know, the uh, polling numbers are terrible. And so a month or two ago, or a little less, I guess, three or four weeks ago, uh, Biden rolled out the idea of ultra MAGA, ultra MAGA. This was supposed to be magical words that his team, Anita Dunn, who has been an advisor to Biden and other Democrats for a long time, she came up with in a study. They paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm reminded, by the way, of the RNC. After the 2012 election, I was on the Republican National Committee and they put out the autopsy on the 2012 election. Uh, yeah, 2012 election. And they basically, they paid, I think, $7 million to consultants to come up with it. And that it was as, as, you know, simple and silly a report as anything. It basically said, if you just don't talk about hot button issues and, and speak a lot of Spanish, it'll be great. Total nonsense. Total nonsense. Just money transfer. Well, in this case, Anita Dunn had focus groups or something and they studied for, I don't know, two, three, six months it was reported. And they came up with ultra MAGA and, and Donald Trump looked at it and said, ultra MAGA. I like that. That's not, that sounds positive. That sounds like a marathoner, ultra marathoner. Iron Man, Iron Man triathlon, ultra MAGA. And so Donald Trump is actually selling gear and having uh, T-shirts and all about ultra MAGA. My point here is, and now Anita Dunn is coming into the White House. She's back on the payroll to try to figure out a way to get things under control. The, the, you're seeing a flailing and failing president and it's getting worse. And now he's grasping at straws. They thought the leaked Alito opinion would be of the on Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton being reversed might be an opening. And they ran that play for about a week and they realized that wasn't going to do it. In fact, they were running the risk of the wrong people becoming the face of the Republic, excuse me, the Democrat Party, people that were angry, people that were very far left on 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 the issues of family and sexuality and all that. And so they backed off. And now now uh, two two times in the last week. You see Joe Biden get on to try to make a, a big address, a big speech, and try to tell America, oh, here's what we have to do. Flailing and failing, flailing and failing all over the place. The stories are finally coming out into the press. You can tell that even the media and the Democrats are getting tired of Joe Biden uh, because they're now telling the truth out there. They're saying there's this and that and the other thing going on. Of course there is. Uh, and of course the president, this happens to every president, is not understanding why everybody doesn't love him. Because in the room, whenever he enters, whenever he enters the room, they play, you know, hail to the chief music and everybody gets up. Why doesn't the rest of the country love him? That's what you know. <laughs> so what you need to know is Biden is flailing and failing and he probably has the fate the same as every president going forward. Uh, we'll see. Now you can bring up, is it going to be presidents that serve two terms non-consecutively? Maybe that's what Trump's doing. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I got a um, report 
from a few days ago from our friend Jordan Henry, who was uh, in Missouri and was at a uh, meeting, and he heard a gentleman speak named Andy Wells. And Andy Wells is the Missouri chapter president of No Left Turn in Education. And uh, um, among other things, uh, Andy, I'll tell you that what impressed Jordan was you were talking at this meeting about some of the Missouri school districts and what they were doing to monitor students. A lot of things that uh, people don't realize are happening. And in some ways, and I've learned this myself with my own daughter who uh, turned 18, when they turn 18, especially, uh, the schools start to really take advantage of the laws that they've set up in a lot of cases. And so there's meetings happening without parents. There's not a lot of knowledge. It's a it's an amazing world. And part of it, of course, is that the schools want the advantage, I think, in their teaching. But some of it is uh, uh, um, uh, consumer driven and uh, business driven because a whole bunch of the tech companies targeted my daughter as soon as she turned 18. And magically, they, they knew it. And then they instantly things were being sent to her, you know, to sell her stuff. So first of all, welcome, Andy Wells, uh, the chapter president for Missouri of No Left Turn in Education. First, Andy Wells, tell us what what is No Left Turn in Education? Give us a a broad uh, stroke um, description, please. We were the first national parent organization that was basically going looking at K through 12 education Uh and the look that the schools were no longer educating, but they were indoctrinating kids. And we are also absolutely against the sexualization or sexual confusion of children. And we believe parents are the ones that have the right over the health, welfare, and safety of their children, not the schools, not the government. Parents are in charge. Yeah. Uh, what's the website? Let me ask you that. Do you have a website? Um, our website, our national website is no left turn in education dot us. Okay. Um, we are in multiple states across the country. Uh, for Missouri, it's no left turn in education. Missouri is our Facebook page. Okay. And that's where I do 90% of my stuff. Okay, good, so. good. Well, so, so tell me what's happening in Missouri. Yeah. Uh, let me make sure uh, I'll get up on social media. I'm seeing the websites and I'll we'll put it up over uh, remind folks, go to proamericareport.com and my Twitter feed at Eagle Ed Martin. Um, so uh, tell me what's going on in Missouri. Well, as I said, Jordan Henry was really uh, quite taken by your pr- brief presentation. What's happening in Missouri. Uh, what's happening with our kids. Tell us some of what's happening. Well, the biggest thing that, that kind of concerned me about um, about a month ago, I was helping another smaller parent organization, local parent organization that was fighting against, you know, some of the books that parents didn't agree should right. not be in, you know, they didn't want school libraries. Right. And that's been all over media. So I was up there. And when I was looking at the agenda for this school meeting, one of the things I noticed was there was a paragraph that the school was going to put into their student handbook that said teachers and school personnel could have private conversations with kids without parental knowledge. Parents didn't have the right to know about it. They didn't have the right to be there for those conversations. And they could not opt their child out of those private conversations. Hmm. So when you look at what's going on nationally with, I mean, pick a state, Texas, Colorado, Florida, um, Georgia, Virginia, Pennsylvania, there are court cases that have made national news where teachers have convinced children that they're either 
racist or their parents are racist or or they're not the right gender or they're not the right sexual orientation. There's some nefarious, bad conversations happening between some teachers and students. Don't get me wrong. 99% of the teachers are absolutely doing the right thing. Right. But it's that small percentage that really scares me with a policy like this. That means they can say whatever they want to my kids without me knowing about it. Well, and, and then we're, again, we're talking with Andy Wells, and, and he is uh, the uh, Missouri chapter of uh, the organization called No Left Turn in Education and, uh, and chapter president. And uh, so, Andy, and, and you know, the, the other, but the other thing is it's a, it's a gradual erosion of the role of the parent, right? And so, you know, we live in a world where, you know, 40, 50 years ago, you might have to deal with the evening news and Saturday cartoons and, you know, intrusion. Now you've got social media in people's lives and you, we can stand in judgment. And I, I would admit that I do to parents that give their kids social media and give them smartphones too young and all that. But the reality is in, in, in a sense, that's very real. Our children are targeted and the way they're targeted is to is one of the ways one of the aspects of it is to diminish parental rights and that expand extends by the way to the obvious ones and i was telling people the late phyllis schlafly for whom i worked i remember talking to her about this about vaccines this is long before covid and one of the things she said was the, the the one line that can never be you can never yield on is the parents are in charge of their kids because if you get the parents out of charge of their kids it's Katie bar the doors. It's the last person who's in their life. That's going to tell them, Oh, I'm a teacher. This is what you should be. I'm a, I'm an administrator. This is what you should be. I'm a coach is what you'd be. All those people can play a role in the lives of children. But again, this is the problem. Do you get a sense, Andy, that the problem is new? Uh, meaning it's, it's, it's more present today than it was last year or five years ago. Do you get a, a sense that it's, growing and has the you mentioned virginia and other places where we've seen parents seeming to rise up and say stop are you sensing that it's slowing the momentum or slowing the direction what what's the state of the sort of ebb and flow of this intrusion on parental rights well what's happened is actually i i have seen a change Mm -hmm. i have seen in the last two years it seems that National organizations, you know, National School Board Association, NEA, AFT, the two biggest unions in the U.S., they are not they're not slowing down. Once we expose this before, whenever you expose things that were happening that that were not appropriate, used to people would back off. Now they put their foot on the gas. Now they are trying to see how quick they can push anything and everything into school districts as quickly as possible because they are trying to overwhelm the resistance of the parents. You were talking about parental rights. I mean, parents, you're telling, you know, I'm going to go back. See, you're telling me that. A state school board association actually told school districts, and I have proof of it in 113 school districts in the state of Missouri, absolute verified proof that they have a policy in place that says the teachers and the administrators and the counselors can have conversations with kids at school without parents' knowledge or consent, and you can't even opt out. That is ludicrous to me. That is taking away the parents' role and responsibility. 
Well, it sure is. Again, Andy Wells is our guest, and I will put up on social media. Andy, uh, um, please mention again, you said you, you're the Missouri chapter president of No Left Turn in Education. Uh, no Left Turn in Education, um, a, with the national website, but you've got a Facebook page. So Andy Wells, Missouri, uh, No Left Turn in Education, you'll find him there, and we'll put we'll find track that down too. Uh, Andy, um, so when you, you're talking about it, you're educating about it. I was checking you out. You know, you've got your voice out there. I mentioned that you made a great impression on one of my colleagues. Um, but what do what do parents do about it? Right. I, I, you know, some of the advantage being taken by the schools is based on existing laws. Right. There's privacy. And and so is it parents? Do you recommend parents engage the school board, engage on behalf of their child? Um, yes. What's, what's the next step? I mean, yeah, yes. All the above. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, the first thing they need to do is they need to have a conversation with the superintendent, which does most of the day to day operations. And then they also need to have a conversation with the school board. I've had a conversation with mine mm-hmm. um, and because we had that policy in place, too, and I'm not happy about it. Right. Um, what I basically said was, you know, I. I understand the conversation of a teacher and a student of, hey, Johnny, your grades are bad. You need to work on your algebra. I get those conversations. I also get the conversation of there's something bad happening at home and the teacher is notified and as a mandatory reporter, they have to report it to the police and Division of Family Services for an abuse investigation if necessary, right? Yeah, okay. So I get those mandatory conversations. My problem is there are there was a uh, fo- uh, report or uh, article that I saw read on Fox um, about there are 135 um, teachers or paras, assistant teachers, have been charged with a child crime right. in the first 132 days of this year, this calendar year. Right. So you're, when you're talking 100,000 plus teachers across the United States, that's a very small amount, but it's still happening. So by having this, like this policy and parents not being involved in their schools, Parents have to get involved. They have to be part of these conversations. And I know work is tough. Life is tough. You got, you're trying to make a living. You're trying to put food on the table. You're trying to do everything. But at the same time, parents need to be involved with their kids too. We have to get back to parental involvement and schools need to realize that the parents are in charge by the 14th Amendment. The parents are in charge of health, welfare, safety, and education of their children. Yeah. Not the school. Uh, Andy Wells is our guest. Andy, um, I, and you just said it, so I won't. But I was gonna, I was gonna tell you. I had talked to Andy Pollack, whose uh, daughter um, Meadow was tragically killed in the shooting down in uh, Parkland, uh, in Florida, years ago now. And and he was whenever one of these shootings comes up, he comes, he steps up, and he says, you know, here's what should have been done, safety, and tries to encourage people. And when I asked him a similar question, I said, what do people do? How do they get? You know, how do they try to make sure their kids are as safe as they can be? And he actually said what you just said at the end of this, working through this. 
He said he did say start by talking to your kids too. you know, in other words, tell your kids, look, this is not even if the, even if there is an overstepping by the school, your kids need to hear, hey, you know, you're you're not supposed to be put on the spot in a way that makes you uncomfortable. Right. You're not supposed to be because kids will go. You know, we, we're natural, you know, especially good kids. We're naturally uh, going to pay attention to authority and an authority figure who says, I need to talk to you. And you're like, oh, OK, so it, it is a uh, growing problem. Is it worse in Missouri than other parts of the country? We hear like, you know, California, where our, our, my radio show originates. California's got some really left wing policies, but it's got some conservative counties, too. Right. Is Missouri? What's your sense of when you look at the national play? Is it, it's happening everywhere? I guess is it worse in Missouri? Is it is it um, worse in those it, blue states? It, it is across the United States, and, and what it really comes down to is um, when you start looking at these policies that are in place, you start looking at where these incidents happen. They're in pick the color state doesn't matter, right. and. I really don't think it does. I think this is a national issue. I, I absolutely believe um, one of the one of the people that that I was watching after this uh, school shooting in Uvalde said is we need to get back to morals and ethics. We need to get back to the basics of what children should be learning, morals, ethics, and also getting an education and stop with all of these crazy alt-left policies and alt-left programs. You know, I actually testified before our Missouri Senate and told them, you know, you know what, they, they, you have people say all the time that, that CRT isn't in school, isn't taught in schools. Well, you know what, neither is algebra. Find me a class that says algebra. It doesn't exist. But the tenets of algebra are taught. Multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. That's what we need to get back to is the tenets of education and not the tenets of social issues. We need to get the social stuff out of schools and out of our young kids' minds. If not, we're going to lose a generation. All right. Andy Wells, I'm out of time, unfortunately. Andy Wells uh, is the uh, chapter president, Missouri prep chapter president uh, and uh, of, uh, of No Left Turn in Education. I will put it up on social media. Hey, thank you for your time. We'll have you back again. Keep up the good fight. Thank you, sir. All right. We'll take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. So um, I was, you know, I, I love this. There's a, uh, a book out uh, called The Plot Against the King by Cash Patel. And Cash has been on the show. It, it makes me smile to see the cover, uh, uh, The Plot Against the King, uh, Cash Patel. Um, it's uh, written by Cash. I should say it's got, he's got a, uh, uh, a, um, Laura Vincent is the does the artwork. She deserves credit too because it's very cool artwork and it's um it's fun, it's clever, and it's cool. But I when I saw this, I said, huh, I want to talk to the guy who's doing this because it's called Brave Books. And the gentleman who's with us right now is Trent Talbot. He's the CEO of Brave Books. He's got a whole bunch of folks on his staff. They're doing great stuff, publishing good books and being out there fearless. And I think that's maybe the most important thing about this is being willing to get into the fray. Uh, may, maybe sell lots of books, maybe not, but but um, certainly be out there trying. So welcome, Trent Talbot. How are you? 
Doing great. And we are selling a lot of books. <laughs> I, bet, lot of books. I bet you yeah. are. I, 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 I was going to say, I saw your, I saw your cowboy hat in the picture on the website and I thought he knows what he's doing, but, 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 but I, I, but I want to pause though and say this. I mean, brave books. Um, You still have to be, you, you know, you st- you, the title says it, Brave Books. You still have to be willing to be in the fray in the world that loves to cancel and loves to battle. Why'd you do this? What's your what's your background that you said, hey, I'm going to do this like this? Yeah, I was an ophthalmologist uh, doing ophthalmology basically full time um, two years ago. And then I had my first daughter, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And within three weeks of her being born, Netflix came out with the film Cuties. Anti-racist baby was the number one book on Amazon (laughs) and Nancy drew came out with a trans character and my business partner, um, he bought the book and gave it to his daughter and his daughter was all confused. So like all this happened within the first three weeks of her life. And I was just like, my head was spinning. I was like, I had no idea. There was just this relentless uh, attack on our kids. I mean, there, there is a real war going on for the hearts, minds, and souls of our kids. And then whenever I realized that as a new father, I was just like, it just didn't mess with my head. And, and I just felt I had to, had to do something and sort of had this idea of, of creating a, a kid's book company that, that pushed back against, you know, against what the, what the left is pushing. By the way, one of the, my favorite things there's, if you go to bravebooks.us, you'll see uh, a Trent Talbot. There's all kinds of, there's books for sale. There's, there's merchandise, but one of my favorites is the t-shirt. It's we, the parents, we, the parents t-shirt. I, we had a guest on earlier on the program who uh, was talking about the, the way the schools are, are so uh, consistently encroaching on parental rights, right. And their and the role of parents, but so, so, okay. So you get into this right now uh, uh, and you're, you're doing it based on your own uh, feeling and faith and all. What's the biggest surprise? Has it, the surprise been that you succeeded at it? You probably thought that if you're a, a, a doctor and a, and, a, and a businessman and all, you just kind of are willing to take risk. But is the biggest surprise that you succeeded? Is the biggest surprise the opponents? What's the biggest surprise in this? And the biggest surprise probably happened the past couple of weeks where big tech has, so we, we, we caught the attention of big tech and, and Amazon was like seriously trying to throttle Cash's book. They were, they weren't allowing five-star reviews. They were allowing these unverified one-star reviews and they, they were making it really hard to find on their search algorithm. And then a few days after that, Google shut down our, our Google ads account because of it. And that was surprising. I did not think that, that a, that, stories about little animals or you know a little a little <laughs> yeah. fictional kids book story would piss them off so much so that that really blew my mind is it um but i mean i, I say this i can see your website again bravebooks.us um you're surviving that but it's not as easy as it sounds i mean it's a big problem right if they shut down google ads i mean you know the you, you play the game in the markets we're in these are markets how what's right. the, what's the impact yeah, um, that was a that was a huge blow. You know, Google has a monopoly on search, and and anytime somebody hears about Brave Books or they hear that there's some conservative children's books out there, or just parents looking, you know, people go through Google, and and it's it was a it was a big source of revenue for us and a big part of our business. It was it was one of those pillars of our marketing, and and to have it t- taken away from us like that was a big blow. But but I've got such a we've got such an awesome team that are just fighters and, and we're going to, we're going to find a way around it for sure. 
Um, all right. Now let's talk about Cash's book. How'd you, how'd you end up with, uh, how'd you end up with this book? I mean, this is, this is, I mean, it, almost the timing Gold. couldn't have been more perfect if you knew, if you could have designed it so that you got uh, ultra MAGA happening and uh, Trump calling himself yeah. the king of MAGA. I mean, how'd you get, tell us about the history of Cash's book. Yeah. Cash reached out to us probably like six months ago. He, he heard what we were doing and heard some good things about us and, and reached out and said, Hey, I, I got this idea for a book. And so he wanted to do a, a, a retelling of the Russian collusion hoax for kids. And we loved the idea. And so we went back and forth on some different ideas and we settled on making it, you know, in the, uh, in, in the Renaissance era where you have right. kings and queens and, right. and uh, knights and wizards. And so Cash is the wizard and, <laughs> and he, he, he uncovers this plot to basically, um, delegitimize and and remove the duly elected king you know and so yeah. and and he uncovers that it was hillary quinton and <laughs> keeper comey and the shifty knight and it's just like it's fun little it's it's it's, it's really fun there's a there's a letter in the back um that's that's written from cash to kids that sort of explains what what happened you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the real world so anyway it was it, yeah. it, it, it's 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 been it's been great cash cash knows a lot of people in very high places so it's uh, we've got a lot of attention and it's done really well yeah it, the book again is called the plot against the king by cash patel if you go to bravebooks.us and click on it you can buy a copy you could buy a bunch of copies you also if you want one signed by cash i mean even cash he's becoming like a he is becoming like a wizard he, his, his signature on the website the, the maga king he's and he signs it cash and then he signs k dollar sign h i mean he's just he's, he's becoming like a uh he's like a rock star traveling around by the wizards even better he kind of looks like a wizard we'll have to have to tease him about that all right so you but but back for one second let me say this more clearly you were selling books that were explicitly family friendly you're selling merchandise that's christian your faith your word faith Mm -hmm. is all over this stuff nobody messed with you you know google was happy to let you sell stuff amazon was happy to let you sell stuff until you go and do the plot against the king is that is that is that am i describing that right yeah, we you know we've had we've we've actually had some difficulties with Facebook and Google with with ads for certain topics like elephants are not birds, mm-hmm. you know, which is which covers gender identity right. or little lives matter. Those two, they they didn't really like too much. But but this one, I mean, we, we never had a response like this where basically they were just actively like right. canceling our accounts or, or or Amazon coming after us. So yeah, it was just interesting that that you know it just seems like big tech doesn't doesn't want this side of history told you know mm-hmm. that that the russian collusion hoax was a hoax and it was done by hillary and her crime syndicate and you know they they just want that to be forgotten and they're willing to put themselves out there in order to keep it that way we're uh, um one question on that do you um when you said that you just said that they want not they don't want that history to the, the real history to be told how and again you're not a you're not a political you're not a politician you weren't a political operative you're a, you're an ophthalmologist and you're you're you got a family and all how uh how surprising is it to you to see how much they lie i mean it it was extremely surprising when i was getting started at this point i'm just like it's it's <laughs> i'm very used to it so <laughs> nothing can surprise me anymore but um but no, it's it's pretty mind blowing, and 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 the other thing that surprised me is just how ag- like how how aggressively they 
they try to rewrite history for our kids, you know, with mm-hmm. things like the 1619 project to, mm-hmm. to make this country look just absolutely evil and, and the CRT and making the founding fathers appear racist. I mean, I mean, when I was in college, it was like 15 years ago, I was actually taught that Abraham Lincoln was racist, but, and, and then now, and I thought that was just absolutely absurd, which it is, but that was 15 years ago. Now what kids are learning about our founding fathers in America. I mean, it is just, it's disgusting. It's way worse than that. You know, they're just like the, the founding fathers were the worst people ever. And, and America's rotten to the core, you know, anyway, it's yeah. just, it's, it's sad. It's uh, Trent, we're talking with Trent Talbot, by the way. He's the CEO uh, of Brave Books. Go to bravebooks.us. If you go in and look at the library, you've got all these incredible, um, uh, really funny uh, children's books. Um, uh, the <laughs> I do like Dana Dana Lash's book, Pause Off My Cannon. <laughs> and that's about you know gun rights and all, and more than spots and stripes. There's a whole bunch of them, and I, it's not just Cash's uh, uh, book, but um, it's it's really um, I think you've come into a really smart space, both in terms of uh, in terms of the moment we're in, in the, in the culture, but also in what's real, uh, you know, the late Phyllis Schlafly for whom I worked, she wrote her own reader to teach kids to read because she realized that they were messing it up in the schools as she, her kids, you know, 50, 60 years ago, 65 years ago, we're going into the schools. She said, they're not doing this right. And she went and did a reader and we still sell it today because it, you know, kids need to learn, they need to read. And if they're reading and, and being exposed to terrible, crazy stuff, it uh, it's a terrible time. So, all right. Well, so, and you, you must have a boost in, uh, uh, homeschoolers must love this too, I guess, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, homeschool conferences are our <laughs> bread and butter. Like we are rock stars in homeschool conferences. <laughs> everybody loves us. You know, like like if parents, they're so thankful to have some really well done, entertaining content that they can that they can um, let their kids read without worrying about without worrying about like you know yeah. what 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 they're going to slip in you know and so so parents just love us the kids the the kids are starting to love us and and like and we're starting to starting to have that brand recognition so so yeah when when our team goes into a homeschool conference like there's there's fans everywhere (laughs) (laughs) i think just don't tell cash cash thinks every conference he goes to he should be a hero now he's going to be a hero at homeschooling conferences and yeah they'll probably love it he wizard is perfect for him all right hey thank you uh trent talbot thanks for being out oh one last line i I tell people all the time and maybe i'll tell it to you so that you hear about it um i often talk to the listeners about the fact that back when the communism the soviet uh iron curtain was up there was a the Czech Republic, the former president, he's now deceased. Uh, Valak Havel wrote a, an essay called The Power of the Powerless. And he, he talks about how self-censorship became the problem, you know, and, and I often tell people it's not just self-censorship because you don't want the hassle. You know, you don't want you put your head up and you're going to get your head knocked off. Right. And so a lot of people. So one of the things you have to do is find people to be encouraging of you saying what you want to say or doing what you want to do. You know, self-censorship is a problem. So is inaction, right? Self, self-inflicted inaction. And so, I mean, I think one of the things that Brave Books can do is give people a confidence say, well, I'm going to say that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to read that. I'm going to push forward because it feels like not everybody, it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of people on our side when, of course, there is. Oh, yeah. We we definitely are the majority. And, and you know, I I get wanting to put your head down. I think that it makes sort of like, it's easy. It makes short term sense, but long term, yep. you know, if we all put our head down, then yep. Yep. then they just get more and more aggressive, and and nobody's defending our rights. That yep. that 
that that you know we fought so hard to yep. to keep. So well said. So anyway, yeah, thanks, well said. Greg. All right. Well, hey, we'll uh, put it up on social media again, everybody. Uh, and don't forget bravebooks.us. Trent Talbot, thanks for your time, sir. Thank you. All right. We'll take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com. Be back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The latest request by Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky came with a $50 billion price tag and a personal visit from Joe Biden. The White House responded, no, but only to the part about Biden visiting. Just to make sure everyone at home can keep score, remember that Zelensky was elected after a 2014 leftist revolution there and supported by a media oligarch billionaire. Biden and Congress had already granted the liberal Ukrainian politicians $13.6 billion American dollars, but Zelensky quickly returned to ask for more than three times that much in the form of grants or loan guarantees by the United States. There seems to be no end in sight for how much this will ultimately cost the American people. Biden has entangled the United States in this conflict far worse than Congress ever authorized him to do. By sending weapons to Ukraine, Biden has wrongly put our country and Americans at risk of deadly retaliation by Russia, as Russian President Vladimir Putin recently warned could happen in unexpected ways. Some Republican candidates for office are not supporting this approach as the entrenched politicians in D.C. are. One of the skeptics, J.D. Vance, was endorsed by Trump for a pivotal open U.S. Senate seat in Ohio before going on to win the Republican primary by a healthy margin. The retiring Senator Rob Portman is co-chair of the Senate Ukraine Caucus. A crowded Republican group of many talented candidates competed for Portman's seat amid the worsening Russia-Ukraine war but none could beat out the America First candidate, J.D. Vance. The anti-Trump candidate, State Senator Matt Dolan, came in a distant third in the race. He appeared on the Today Show to declare that he wants the United States to accept 100,000 Ukrainian refugees to start off with. Obviously, the voters of Ohio had different ideas. President Trump's America First message is alive and well among conservatives. The left still hasn't learned that it will take much more than a barrage of hate to keep Trump down. Would-be candidates should remember not to follow the shiny object of deep involvement in the Ukraine conflict. Americans want to put America first, and we vote accordingly. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As leader of the free world, America has a responsibility to stay strong in economics, industry, morality, and military capability. Never hesitating to say, America first. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll see why the best foreign policy begins with a strong America. Join the conversation at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back, Ed Martin. Hey, let's finish up with a little graduation reflection. A little graduation reflection. This week... My daughter, my oldest daughter, my oldest child, my daughter, who is our oldest, is graduating from high school. And um, she's an extraordinary uh, young woman. She's pretty amazing. Uh, she's 18 years old, of course, graduating high school. And, but her graduation got me thinking uh, about life, you know. And 
I, I guess graduations matter because they, they you know, you, if you leave one school, you, you got your diploma from high school or diploma from college, and those credentials used to mean something, but they're more really a um, transition in time, right? They're not, it's not so much that you have to show the piece of paper anymore that shows you got a diploma from uh, high school, but they are marking time. And I was explaining this to my daughter that there's going to be a day, and it was last week, uh, where it's going to be the last time she has class in the place where she had class for four years and suddenly it's going to stop. It's a little bit like I told her when you move, we moved from Missouri to uh, Northern Virginia and we were living in Virginia. I mean, living in Missouri, living in Missouri, and then we moved and we were gone. And suddenly you realized, huh, time moves forward. And uh, so, but the graduation thing, when you're younger, one of the things I was um, marveling at is how much people change when you're young over say four years. When my daughter started high school, she was 14. Now, obviously, now she's 18. But then she was a kid, and now she's a young woman. And so many things changed in her life, how she understood things, how she, uh, you know, um, relates to people, how she even attends church. She goes to church sometimes by herself, um, you know, because uh, she's got something going on. Some One time she was volunteering with a with a um a therapeutic uh, equine center helping kids. And one of the things they would do is so they needed someone to help on Sunday morning. So she would have to go to a church Sunday evening. And, um, but my point is things change so dramatically. And one of the things when you're young is you don't realize how uh, fast time accelerates when you get older. Uh, when you're 14, four years is just a massive amount, right? It's um, 30% of your life. When you're 50, four years is, I don't know, less than 10%, right? Um, and that dynamic somehow in your head is amazing. So lots of folks graduating this time of year, lots of young people not realizing what it really means and how fast time goes, uh, but lots of celebrations. And I will say, in my own case and also in the case of so many others, the parents and the friends and family that support uh, the the person, in this case, my daughter who's graduating, it's a great accomplishment for her, of course, but for our family and for my wife and myself, it's just a great gift. Um, so congratulations to so many graduates. Congratulations, especially to their family, uh, families and support and friends and those who care for them. And just remember, you graduates, uh, time marches on. It seems to march on and then suddenly it's sprinting on and it's just flying by. So happy graduation to my daughter and to so many more and hope everybody uh, has a chance to celebrate somebody in their lives in these uh, days. All right, we'll be back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Uh, Talk to you soon. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.